Welcome to Commons and Chronicles, the podcast where we talk about all the best creative commons and reusable open game license content. If you need resources for your creative writing, game design, or you just love lore, Commons and Chronicles is for you. Hi everyone, thanks for listening to Chronicles and Commons. My name is Klaatu, and in this episode I want to talk about names. But before we do that, I'd like to mention a brand new blog. Well, not brand new, it's been out for a couple of months now, I think. But it's it's a blog that you may find interesting, and that I encourage you to investigate. If you enjoy this show, or if you enjoy RPG content in general... That blog is mixedsignals.ml. You've been to mixedsignals.ml before, whether you realize it or not. If you've subscribed to this podcast, then that is hosted on mixedsignals.ml. But the main site of mixedsignals.ml, which used to be pretty much empty, is now full of life with a blog by myself and a few of my friends. We are currently putting content up there, mostly dealing with constructing dungeons and settings. For instance, we may post a trap one day, or a cursed item the next day. There are a couple, there's a little bit of variation, just so people don't get bored by a barrage of endless three or four line descriptions of simple dungeon traps or elaborately constructed cursed items and so on. We have a couple of product reviews and some some commentary on popular art or video games and so on. But generally the intent is for this to be a resource for people playing RPG games. If you have your computer open and you suddenly realize that your players have taken a left turn where you had anticipated them to take a right and you need to generate something quickly from from nothing, this, shi- this site should help you do that. Uh, the nice thing about the, the blog platform that we're using, which is called Grav, is that it has a tag-based system. So if you locate a... If you, if you see the, the little tag cloud, as it were, then you can, you can click on, on one of the tags, and it will narrow down everything that you can see on one page just down to, for instance, all of the traps, or all of the cursed items, and so on. The blog is, as I say, only about three or four months old at this point, and it's, uh, it's taken off pretty well, I'd say. We, we post literally at least once a day, sometimes more, but generally we, we have new content Monday through Friday, so it's a pretty steady stream of material. And you are welcome to subscribe in your favorite RSS or Atom feed reader. Or alternately, you can just bookmark it and be sure to visit it every morning with your coffee. Hopefully it's a good read. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. It's certainly a labor of love that we've been working on, so um, hopefully it's, it's of use to you. It's a good mix, I think, of old-school gaming and modern gaming, so... Uh, no matter who you are and what your preference is, I, I feel like there's probably something there for everyone. In this episode, I'd like to take another look at yet another super genius game guide to 
in this case, names. Super Genius is the company that I was talking about, I don't know, two episodes ago or so, and I was praising them for being some of the most open content available, and it remains true, so I urge you to go to opengamingstore.com or go to drivethroughrpg.com, hunt down some of their material, because it is very, very good stuff. It's quality, quality material. The material I'm drawing from this time is called The Genius Guide to Name Traits. Before I talk about what that refers to, I'm going to talk a little bit about language. In fantasy settings especially, although it certainly could be any setting wherein magic is at all a, a realistic possibility, there is the implication that language itself has great power. You don't have to imagine a whole lot for that to feel true for you. I mean, after all, we are all, in our day-to-day -day lives, affected by language in a very real way. Bolstered by positive language, we are hurt by negative language, or even innocent things that we just misinterpreted. So language does have power, but in a fantasy setting, or in a setting where there is magic, language can have actual physical ability. Certain syllables said presumably in a certain way, can literally manifest things like fireballs or ice shards, or they can cause plants to spring angrily from the ground and try to tear your enemies asunder, or they can manifest completely supernatural things like force fields and assistance from specters from beyond the grave. And also, in real life, in the real world, in many cultures, the, the names that we call each other by have some kind of deeper meaning. Uh, often these are historical meanings long forgotten, but sometimes you'll come across a refrigerator magnet or a greeting card which disassembles common names like Melissa or Heather or Stephen and try to give it, whether it's actually based in factual research or, or just imagined by, uh, by whoever's selling the product. Try to give it some, some deeper meaning based on the roots of the words, such as daughter of the sun or strong warrior and so on. I never really knew what to make of those sorts of things, but I like to imagine that names have a deeper meaning, some, some long forgotten basis in, in some trait. And how interesting it is to imagine that, that you might actually gain a trait from a specific name. Imagine if you were given the name that resolved to a swift like a cheetah, and grew up to find that actually you were quite swift, and typically outpaced all of your peers whenever you went walking or jogging or running. And that, as you might have guessed by now, is exactly what Name Traits proposes for your game. This mechanically gives a really interesting angle on unexpected bonuses for players. And in terms of gamification, it makes that really difficult process of coming up with a name for a fantasy character a lot more fun and a little bit more procedural, which sometimes can be comforting. I mean, it's difficult if you're thrown into a fantasy world that you don't necessarily know a whole lot about. I mean, sure, you have a bunch of fantasy worlds swimming around your head if you've been aware of pop culture for the last 80 years, but maybe you don't quite know which world this is and what a common name would be here. I mean, imagine 
if you were not from the planet Earth and came to Earth and were suddenly told to come up with a believable name. You wouldn't even know where to begin, probably. And that's kind of how a lot of players, I think, feel when they're thrust into a world that they're not super familiar with. I mean, sure, if they've read every Forgotten Realms novel out there, maybe they're okay with being plopped down into Toril, but otherwise, they don't know where to start. I usually, in my games, solve this problem with a name generator table where a player rolls a d100 and gets a name, and then it's up to them to work with that name to come up with something as a starting point to come up with something that they like. But how much better is it if the components of a name have actual meaning and maybe even bonuses? Well, in this super genius guide to name traits, that's exactly what you're provided with. You get a couple of different tables that you are able to roll on. One is the common, the common prefix chart. That's a D100. And then there's a table for male name suffixes and female name suffixes. Now, it's your game. There's obviously nothing enforcing male and female genders in, in these tables. It, it's the interpretation of the authors of which are, are masculine and which are feminine, and obviously if a player wants to use one or the other for their, their character, that's fine. It has no effect on anything whatsoever. There also are not actually a hundred suffixes. It is a percentage, so if I'm gonna... I'll just do a sample right now. So it looks like I just rolled a 94. So according to this table, the D100 chart, 90, 90 to 91, 92 to 94, starts with U or Ul or Ula. The meaning of this prefix is free, liberty, untamed, key of, key to, opener of doors. It gives you a plus one trait benefit to disable device checks made with lock picks. Sorry, made to pick locks. You don't need a, a lock pick to do it, but you need to, when you're, when you're disabling a, a device check to pick a lock, this gives you a plus one trait benefit. Now, if we roll against a d20 table, and since the female table happens to be on screen right now, that is what I will roll against. I rolled a 6, and there are 20 suffixes. Well, 20 each. 20 for females, 20 for, for males. And it looks like 6 on the female chart is dash CA, or dash ICA, or dash IRICA, or dash RICA. So, Ka, Ika, Irika, Rika, something like that. The meaning of this is ghost, memory, spirit of, ancestor of, and the benefit of having this suffix in your name is the DC to track, to, to, to be tracked, uh, your, your DC to be tracked uh, increases by two. Uh, the, the exact meaning is, the, or the exact wording is, the DC to track with the character with survival is increased by plus two. I'm assuming there are some typos there. That's probably an unfortunate example, but it is what I rolled. And I, I'm assuming that means that if you are the character and you have survival, then the DC to track you is increased by two. You get a free plus two to your DC. So it's it's got a little hint of pass without a trace spell for, for I guess, I don't know, druids usually have that, rangers usually have it. So if, if you're not any of those, you get a, at least you get a plus two bonus if anyone's trying to track you. 
So if we put those those two names together, we had uh, what did I roll? Ninety four. So Ul, and then Ika or Erika. So Ulrika maybe or Ulika. Whatever your player can come up with 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 those building blocks, they could come up with, and it's just a pretty good name, I'd say. That 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 works for me. Ulika, Ulrika, that all works fine for me. And of course, you can give them some amount of of liberty in terms of 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 how how much they can change their name. Which certainly, I would give them all the liberty they want. If they, if they don't if they don't like the name, then they can re-roll. I I, I imagine I probably wouldn't tell them the benefits that the name comes up with until they decide on on a name and just use use what they've rolled as the the basis regardless of how they change it. I also like the idea that that there is now a meaning to the name. I mean, the prefix was free or key of and the suffix was ghost, memory, spirit of. So it's like the key to memory or or the freedom of memory, or the the spirit of freedom, or f- freeing the the ghost, or or an ancestor. That's just cool. Now now there's a whole. It's almost an implied backstory to this person, or at least what this person's parents maybe kind of were thinking when they were naming her. And, and that that's a whole new dimension of the character's backstory that just didn't exist without a chart explaining what the components of names meant. Now, whether or not you purchase the Super Genius Game Name Traits booklet, which, again, I highly, highly recommend. It is it is quite good. It has everything made for you, ready to go. It's well thought out and play-tested. Whether or not you purchase it, the idea remains that you can come up with your own naming system, come up with a list of prefixes and suffixes that you can then use to construct names whenever you need, and all you need is a couple of die rolls. So you could, I could see coming up with a, a chart of my own prefixes and suffixes. I don't think I would, I don't think I would want to spend the time doing that myself since it already exists from Super Genius Games, but you could do that, and then that could be the the key that you use when creating names for NPCs, and possibly the building blocks that you can provide for a player who, who may be stumped as to what a good fantasy name is. And you don't have to look very far for examples of how effective it is to do a quick and dirty language breakdown upon which you can then base all of your world-building names. I mean, we were just talking not too many episodes ago about Pellucidar, and how there were terms in Pellucidar, like the uh, the word as, A-Z, m- meant, we, we knew from, from reading the book, that it meant sea, or, or ocean, or body of water. And so whenever Edgar Rice Burroughs, the author of the Pellucidar series, needed to name something significant about a body of water, he knew to include the word as somewhere, either before it or after it, and then it would automatically translate to town by the river, or monster of the sea, or whatever. So it's a useful trick, not only for RPGs, but for when you're building a world, or you're writing a story in a new setting. It's something that's useful to do, to have that, that reference system of certain words, or keywords, or components of words that can be thrown in to give kind of an internal consistency 
to things that you're making up off the cuff. But what do you do about players who come to the table with a name already picked out? You can't very well punish them for coming to the table with ideas, and everyone else has just gotten two name trait bonuses because they're using your system. So how do you make sure that the player with a name already picked out is compensated fairly? Well, I figure you can do one of three things. First, you could pick apart the name that they came to the table with and equate it, at least approximately, to your name table chart. It wouldn't be an exact fit, but you can make it close enough such that the word may not have the same in-game meaning, but certainly you at least have two trait bonuses to throw at the player based on the string that represents their character's name. That doesn't really ensure any kind of randomness, though, so what you might also want to do is just have your player roll on the table, nevertheless, for the traits. So it may have no relationship whatsoever to the name that they brought to the table, but they've still rolled, they've gotten random results, and they get two name trait bonuses, just like everyone else. You throw out the name, you throw out the meaning of the name, but they get those trait bonuses based on their roles. I think that's probably the safe way to do it, especially if you are very very high on following rules and making sure that no one is gaming the game. And then finally, there is a thematic name trait section in the Super Genius Guide, whereby you can look at a name that someone has prepared, decide mutually um, between the GM and the player what kind of name that is, and then assign a bonus according to the general category of the theme of the name. This has the same danger as the first solution I proposed, which is that someone familiar with your system could game the game, because if you bring a name to the table that sounds obviously very strong and warlike, then you can sort of imagine that the game master and the player are going to mutually agree that this is a very strong and warlike name, and therefore the bonus is going to probably reflect that. It's going to be a bonus to your strategy, or to your strength, or something related to that. So you could have people, in theory, if you're paranoid, come to the table with a pre-engineered name to ensure a certain kind of bonus. If you are running that kind of table, if, you're, if you have those fears, if people are very familiar with kind of your naming system, then maybe avoid this option. But then again, you could also just take the category of the names and randomize those. For instance, there are 11 provided in the Super Genius Game Guide. So roll a d12 with either 1 or 12 meaning re-roll, and just provide a bonus based on the roll to ensure randomness. I think that's everything I have to say about names. I'm a big fan of this system. I think this system is a brilliant subtle way to add just a little tiny bit of gamification, especially since a lot of times for new players especially, choosing a fantasy name really, really is difficult. They they tend to just turn to a fantasy name generator, but then you get into this thing where you just keep clicking and clicking and clicking until you finally find something that you like 30 clicks later, and that can become rather tedious. So having a little bit of structure to the name system, and also having a reason that what you roll the first time is what you have to settle on, more or less, because it has some kind of mechanical significance, makes the whole process a little bit easier, a little bit quicker, 
a little bit smoother. And it also gives power to those names that they now bear. And that's fun. So thanks for listening to Chronicles and Commons. Go check out Super Genius Games. And completely separate from that, go check out MixedSignals.ml. Subscribe to the blog. Read it, give us feedback, make comments. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Klaatu. You can reach me uh, via email at klaatu at member.fsf.org. You can also usually catch me in IRC as not Klaatu. I'm on the Freenode network. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.